Hello. This is R.J. Deacon with the Supreme Court Decision Syllabus Podcast. While we're in the summer break, I decided I'd read a couple of opinions and space them out just to keep the feed active. So I'm going to take a couple from the 2016 session. Uh, first one, I think I'll go with uh, Trinity Lutheran Church of Columbia Incorporated versus Comer, Director of Missouri Department of Natural Resources. This was certiori to the United States Court of Appeals for the Eighth Circuit, argued April 19th, 2017, decided June 26th, 2017. The Trinity Lutheran Church Child Learning Center is a Missouri preschool and daycare center, originally established as a nonprofit organization. The center later merged with Trinity Lutheran Church and now operates under its auspices on church property. Among the facilities at the center is a playground, which has a coarse pea gravel surface beneath much of the play equipment. In 2012, the center sought to replace a large portion of the pea gravel with a pour-in rubber surface by participating in Missouri's scrap tire program. The program, run by the state's Department of Natural Resources, offers reimbursement grants to qualifying nonprofit organizations that install playground surfaces made from recycled tires. The department had a strict an express policy of denying grants to any applicant owned or controlled by a church, sect, or other religious entity. Pursuant to that policy, the department denied the center's application. In a letter rejecting that application, the department explained that under Article 1, Section 7 of the Missouri Constitution, the department could not provide financial assistance directly to a church. The department ultimately awarded 14 grants as part of the 2012 program. Although the center ranked fifth out of the 44 applicants, it did not receive a grant because it is a church. Trinity Lutheran sued in federal district court, alleging that the department's failure to approve its application violated the federal free exercise clause of the First Amendment. The district court dismissed the suit. The free exercise clause, the court stated, prohibits the government from outlawing or restricting the exercise of a religious practice but it generally does not prohibit withholding an affirmative benefit on account of religion. The district court likened the case before it to Locke v. Davey, where this court upheld, against a free exercise challenge, a state's decision not to fund degrees in devotional theology as part of a scholarship program. The district court held that the free exercise clause did not require the state to make funds available under the scrap tire program to Trinity Lutheran a divided panel of the Eighth Circuit affirmed. The fact that the state could award a scrap tire grant to Trinity Lutheran without running afoul of the Establishment Clause of the Federal Constitution, the court ruled, did not mean that the Free Exercise Clause compelled the state to disregard the broader anti-establishment principle reflected in its own Constitution. The Supreme Court held, The department's policy violated the rights of Trinity Lutheran under the Free Exercise Clause of the First Amendment by denying the church an otherwise available public benefit on account of its religious status. This court has repeatedly confirmed that denying a generally available benefit solely on account of religious identity imposes a penalty on the free exercise of religion. Thus, in McDaniel v. Patty, the court struck down a Tennessee statute disqualifying ministers from serving as delegates to the state's constitutional convention. 
a plurality recognized that such a law discriminated against McDaniel by denying him a benefit solely because of his status as a minister. In recent years, when rejecting free exercise challenges to neutral laws of general applicability, the court has been careful to distinguish such laws from those that single out the religious for disfavored treatment. See Ling versus Northwest Indian Cemetery Protective Association, Employment Division of Human Resources of Oregon versus Smith, and Church of Lukami Bayabu I Incorporated versus Halia. It has remained a fundamental principle of this court's free exercise jurisprudence that laws imposing special disabilities on the basis of religious status trigger the strictest scrutiny. The department's policy expressly discriminates against otherwise eligible recipients by disqualifying them from the public benefit solely because of their religious character. Like the disqualification statute in McDaniel, the department's policy puts Trinity Lutheran to a choice. It may participate in an otherwise available benefit program or remain a religious institution. When the state conditions a benefit in this way, McDaniel says plainly that the state has imposed a penalty on the free exercise of religion that must withstand the most exacting scrutiny. The department contends that simply declining to allocate to Trinity Lutheran a subsidy the state had no obligation to provide does not meaningfully burden the church's free exercise rights. Absent any such burden, the argument continues the department is free to follow the state's anti-establishment objection to providing funds directly to a church. But as even the department acknowledges, the free exercise clause protects against indirect coercion or penalties on the free exercise of religion, not just outright prohibitions. Trinity Lutheran is not claiming any entitlement to a subsidy. It is asserting a right to participate in a government benefit program without having to disavow its religious character. The express discrimination against religious exercise here is not the denial of a grant, but rather the refusal to allow the church, solely because it is a church, to compete with secular organizations for a grant. The department tries to sidestep the court's precedence by arguing that this case is instead controlled by Locke versus Davey. It is not. In Locke, the state of Washington created a scholarship program to assist high-achieving students with the costs of post-secondary education. Scholarship recipients were free to use state funds at accredited religious and non-religious schools alike, but they could not use the funds to pursue a devotional theology degree. At the outset, the court made clear that Locke was not like the cases in which the court struck down laws requiring individuals to choose between their religious beliefs and receiving a government benefit. Davy was not denied a scholarship because of who he was. He was denied a scholarship because of what he proposed to do. Here, there is no question that Trinity Lutheran was denied a grant simply because of what it was, a church. The court in Locke also stated that Washington's restriction on the use of its funds was in keeping with the state's anti-establishment interest in not using taxpayer funds to pay for the training of clergy, an essentially religious endeavor. Here, nothing of the sort can be said about a program to use recycled tires to resurface playgrounds. At any rate, the court took account of Washington's 
anti-establishment interest only after determining that the scholarship program did not require students to choose between their religious beliefs and receiving a government benefit. There is no dispute that Trinity Lutheran is put to the choice between being a church and receiving a government benefit. The department's discriminatory policy does not survive the most rigorous scrutiny that this court applies to laws imposing special disabilities on account of religious status. Lukemi. That standard demands a state interest of the highest order to justify the policy at issue. McDaniel. Yet the department offers nothing more than Missouri's preference for skating as far as possible from religious establishment concerns. In the face of the clear infringement on free exercise before the court, that interest cannot qualify as compelling. The decision is reversed and remanded. Chief Justice Roberts delivered the opinion of the court, except as to footnote 3. Justices Kennedy, Alito, and Kagan joined that opinion in full. And Justice Thomas and Gorsuch joined except as to footnote 3. Justice Thomas filed opinion concurring in part, in which Justice Gorsuch joined. Justice Gorsuch filed opinion concurring in part, in which Justice Thomas joined. Justice Breyer filed a, an opinion concurring in the judgment. Justice Sotomayor filed a dissenting opinion, in which Justice Ginsburg joined. Thank you for listening, listening to this older episode of Supreme Court Decision Syllabus.